Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPAs. Today, Philip and Allison do a recap of the assets on a business balance sheet before they go through the liabilities section over the next few weeks. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All righty, we are back with another Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. We are talking uh, balance sheets today with Allison Rife Martin, Rife Martin CPAs. What's going on, Allison? How you doing? I, you know, I'm happy to be here. It's been a pretty darn good day. Oh, no, I'm glad, glad to glad to have you. So today we we went through the whole balance sheet, or not the whole balance sheet, the whole asset part of the balance sheet, and so today we are doing a recap. And for those who haven't listened, if you if you go back to basically every every Thursday episode for the last five, six, maybe seven weeks, uh, we we've talked about the different parts of the business balance sheet and how to manage it, uh, how to think about it, uh, how to plan for it, how to maximize it. So this is a recap, right? Because you know uh, all those great accounting classes that we all took at the end. You got to just do a refresher at the end of the, the unit so you can go through it. So, as we've talked about, the balance sheet is basically the what you as the business owner owns, and it starts on the depending upon how you look at it. The top section is the what they call the assets. That's what you as the business own, and as we talked about over the past couple of weeks, the balance sheet. The assets are listed in in order of liquidity, as in what is most liquid, easy to you know to convert to cash. So, it would go in order of cash, because clearly cash (laughs) convert it right there to cash. So, and it would include like other kind of you know short term investments like a money market account, a savings account. Um, I can't even think any other kind of short term investments that you could you know include there as well too. Um, Accounts receivable. That's what your customers owe to you. And if you remember, we talked about it's really important. Again, since we have the we, we've had the whole running theme of cash is king, it's very important to be sure you have a strong collections policy to make sure that you can convert that accounts receivable into cash. Because like like we had said, you can have all the revenue in the world, but if you can't convert it to cash, what good is it? So here's why it's really important to be sure that you monitor this every single month and make sure that you're working with, if you're the, the collector, make sure that you you have something in place to collect uh, what people owe you. If you are a product-based business, you'd have inventory. Like if you sell t-shirts or if you, I don't know, widgets from all of our accounting classes, that'd be your inventory. <laughs> um, and so again, if you... Um, it's, here's where it's very important. And again, it's important to monitor it all, but really pay attention to your inventory because it helps to tell a great story. How quickly are you selling your products? How quick, quickly are you know, converting the, your assets into revenue and then converting your revenue into cash? So here's where we talked about the idea of uh, the higher the inventory turnover, the better off you are. And I think when we were saying it was like, and it varies across industry, but she wanted like a grocery store to have a very high inventory turnover. 
so that you'd know that your fruits were being you're not you know weren't buying old fruit or vegetables or whatever. The next section was fixed assets and long-term assets. And fixed assets were examples of computer equipment, any kind of thing again you needed to help keep your business running. Like intangible assets would include things like, you know, goodwill for the business or a licensing agreement or intellectual property that you own. So when all is said and done, that was kind of, I just wanted to do a recap of what the, the asset section looked like on the balance sheet. Did uh, I miss anything on that or, um, or any questions or? Yeah, no, I think, I think it was a good recap. I think we, we, in each episode went, went deep, you know, I obviously think we could, you know, take each one of those and probably do like 10 episodes on each one, honestly. So, so <laughs> it's just a matter of, you know, how, to, but, but I do think the previous episodes that we did were, were good enough to give the big overview. Um, exactly. And luck, Although, and, go ahead. I was going to say, if you really want to talk about computer equipment, right, I'm sure yeah. we could talk about that. But what I was just thinking was, you know, one of the things that now that we have a good idea of what the asset section looks like, what would, you know, you really start to think of now that you know the numbers, what do you do with all that information? And how can you, again, start to think, do I have a strong enough balance sheet? So you might want to start thinking about how could you do some ratio analysis compared to industry averages like the quick ratio or the current ratio. And basically, current ratio is current assets to current liabilities, which I know we've not talked about the liability section, but basically, do you have enough assets to cover your liabilities? You might want to look to it like, you know, go back to your accounts receivable, look at day sales outstanding. How long is your receivables um, sitting out there from the time you sell the product or service to your customer to the time you collect? How does it compare to industry averages? This will be a great way for you to measure how you're doing for your own goals, but also compared to the industry. So it's really important to make sure you understand the balance sheet and then know what can you do with that information to be, to see if you're being successful by your own personal goals and by industry standards. So those were the good kind of things I was thinking of with the balance or with the asset section today. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think one of the things I did, I did want to throw in there and kind of recap at least my thought process going through all of this. And I, and I, and I consider myself a relatively financially savvy person, meaning I know I know my num- you know I, I know my numbers, but going through this it helped me realize. I mean, um, none of us are going to the level of detail that we need to go to be able to maximize our our balance sheet for simple stuff like just saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about you know hiring a new person or adding a new part of the team or doing this thing." You know, you know what's the what's the proper balance sheet structure to to do that safely, and what's the best you know what's the best source, right? Should I, you know am I, should I use a line of credit? Should I should I use cash, right? Both um, the excess cash. Should I invest it, right? You know, there's just lots of different right. um, things to think about. That if you're on top of your balance sheet, I have no idea how you're going to have any answers for any of those questions. Well, and I was actually thinking too along the lines of like you're saying, if you need to hire somebody, like what phase in your business are you? Are you in growth mode, or are you getting to the end of where you're thinking of? you know, retiring, you know, would you want to buy and hold or whatever? So those are all great questions to think about too, but you can't really answer the questions until you know your balance sheet really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. So this was, this was a good, um, good, good course. Like I said, I mean, this, all this stuff can turn into like a whole podcast in and of itself. 
yeah, I was thinking maybe we could, if, if there was a way to do like, you know, maybe we could have like a quiz. How do you calculate the current ratio? You know, that kind of a thing. Like what kind of key ratios are important for you to know? Like in the idea of like Jason Grimes talking about credit and how to make sure that you're leveraged appropriately. How would, you know, an underwriter, loan underwriter look at you to determine, are you a good enough risk to loan money to so that you could go out and build your business? I mean, it, it all goes around and, and it comes back to the same answer. Make sure you know your numbers so that you can get what you want to grow your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. A- anything else? Any other tips on top of that? Well, well next nope. week we're starting liabilities. Next week. That's, that could be the scary part or that could be the really fun. Like, yeah, here's how I know why I'm using it. But yeah, I suppose the only thing from today is know your numbers and know Absolutely. your why behind the numbers. Absolutely. Well, let, let everybody know where they can reach you if they want more information. Uh, well, you can get a hold of me at my website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And I'd love to help anybody out or discuss a good uh, quick ratio anytime they want. CPA joke, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody really takes me up on that offer. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, Philip. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.